Welcome to Tailboard Talk, a fourth shift fitcast. The mission of Tailboard Talk and the fourth shift fitness is to educate and train fire service personnel to increase durability and decrease the potential for injuries and their associated costs. My name is Chris Morella, owner and founder of Fourth Shift Fitness. I'll use my experience as a personal trainer, strength coach, and 15-year veteran of the fire service to deliver tips, tricks, lessons, and information specifically geared towards the health and wellness of firefighters and paramedics. Each episode, you'll leave with immediate deliverables that will improve performance and resilience and keep you in the fight through your career and into retirement. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome to Tailboard Talk, a fourth shift fitcast. The fourth shift podcast. I'm Chris, your host and owner of Fourth Shift Fitness, and we're doing another couch session with uh, with our drinks. And it's too late, and we're both tired, but we're gonna knock this thing out. And I got my wife Katie, and she asked a question a couple episodes ago, and I got pretty good feedback. And so she's got more questions. We're gonna make this a reoccurring segment, but might as well just jump right in. Um, so as I sit here and try to fall asleep, um, tell me about your question this week. Question this week is about intermittent fasting. Okay. What is the purpose of it? I know it's like a huge fad diet a while ago, and you still hear about it every now and then, and people are really into it or really not into it, and what is the purpose of it? What is so great about it? What is not so great about it? <laughs> what do you think is so great about it? What have you seen from the influencers influencers that you follow? What do they say about intermittent fasting? What's the general social media vibe out there about it? That it's just a great way to kind of reset your body, potentially. Or they've just seen the best results of weight loss. But they don't really get into... What's so great about it? How are they breaking their fast? What are they actually eating during their quote-unquote feed times? And what are they doing during their fast times? And what kind of workouts they're incorporating while they're doing that to see any kind of real change? Yeah. So it feels like a lot of smoke and mirrors. So I just don't know what the actual good stuff is of it. The good stuff is that you have less time in the day to eat too much stuff. That's the the long and the short of intermittent fasting. It's just like any other diet. Um, any diet that's ever been called a diet before or a program or something that can be sold or something that has rules and guidelines outside of just pay attention to your calories and, and be smart, is they all fit into one kind of category. It's all elimination. So you either eliminate... A specific food group, like you only eat meat or you only eat carbs or you only eat vegetables, so you eliminate everything but those. Or with uh, intermittent fasting, you're cutting down on your on your feeding window. I like what people say feed window because it makes them sound like cattle. <laughs> you cut down on your feed window, and then uh, you eliminate snacking and eating after eight or nine o'clock at night, and you eliminate breakfast in the morning, so you're just taking away. The available calories. Um, what most people don't figure out is how many calories they should be eating and then follow that during their uh, livestock feed window. So most people just not eat until 11 or noon 
and then eat some stuff and then go to bed or they're eight o'clock six or eight o'clock window will close and they'll be starving so then they'll go back and eat overnight or snacks on something because they're not eating that much so it's just a little bit of something um, instead of like going to a dietitian or just using um, you can even use like google to figure out your basal metabolic rate even though it might be a little bit off it's a good starting point and then trying to hit those um, those calories with good macros throughout the day most people don't do that they just don't eat enough um, over a short period of time that can only last so long and then you end up eating more as kind of a rebellious phase afterwards or at night and then it falls flat so um, for anybody to say that intermittent fasting alone is the end-all beat-all is just oversimplifying it but that's the gist of it you give yourself a six to eight hour um, feed window and then you eliminate a lot of the other times that you can put food in your food hole so you lose weight because you just don't need as much throughout the day grazing and snacking constantly. So it's really not a long-term plan. It's more of a maybe to jumpstart something or reset you. Maybe to see like maybe see like how much you eat. It's easier to track it because you're only tracking it for six or eight hours so you might be able to get a better grasp on what you're eating but it's not, I mean... It's not really realistic for anybody that has anything to do besides give a shit about how much they eat in eight, six or eight hours. Like today, uh, the kids slept late, mm-hmm. and so we could have eaten breakfast, which we did. Uh, if we were fasting, we would not have eaten at all. And then when they're up and rocking and rolling, that's when you're supposed to start eating. So when they want to do everything but sit still, you're supposed to be eating. And that carried through. I mean, it's 9.15 at night now. We're just getting to sit down. So essentially, we would not be allowed to eat right now. Like if you didn't eat by before bath time, and seven o'clock came and went, then tough shit. You're not eating anymore today. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where it's sounds good, and if you can just care about that, then it'll be effective. But um, if you have any kind of obligation outside of just paying attention to what you're eating for six hours, it can get difficult for like first responders, especially. I don't suggest it because you can get busy right away and then you enter your feed window at 11 o'clock or noon or whatever. You're still running calls and busy till two or three and then you have only three hours to eat. And if you only get one meal in before you start running calls again, then it's seven or eight o'clock at night, you're done. You're done eating for the day if you stick to your diet as it's written. So you can go from fasting to like starving and then you're, you're not supporting weight loss. You're actually... Um, robbing your body of energy that you're going to need for running calls overnight. And then you'll definitely eat pizza overnight. And you might as well just have eaten during the day like a normal human instead of trying to be fancy. So it's especially tricky for first responders. I I don't suggest it unless you're at a really slow station uh, or a slow assignment or you have a better chance of not than eating within that six or eight hour window. But yeah, even for just regular folk, it's, uh, it's a little bit tricky. Yeah. There's a lot on the Google about it. What have you heard? What else have you heard about it? Well, there's all all different kinds of ways to do it as far as your times, how you actually break it, what you break it with, how you said counting your macros. Yeah. And micros. What's the other one? Sure. We do macros and micros. It's fine. Well, yeah, I mean, if you just go to, if you stop eating at 8 o'clock at night or about there, right? 
mm-hmm. and then you sleep till five in the morning. Uh, that's like a nine hour fast as it is. Right. So if you just, rather than saying I don't, you're not allowed to eat until eleven o'clock or noon the next morning. It might be more beneficial just to set a hard stop eating time at night of like seven thirty or eight o'clock, something realistic. And if you want to really challenge yourself, move it back half an hour to like seven or six thirty. That'll eliminate. I mean, how much we usually do a, a generous amount of snacking at night while we're watching TV or just kind of sitting around or eating dessert or whatever. That would cut out probably. I mean, on like a gluttonous evening, five to six hundred calories, probably. Well. Um, but we also don't eat a ton during the day, and we eat good stuff during the day, so we probably have a little bit of room to spare. But if you're just eating all day long and then you're snacking at night, cutting out those five or six calories can make a, a big difference over the course of a couple of weeks or a month. So, um, as opposed to. Instead of saying intermittent fasting, I would just say, hey, why don't you just not eat after 7 or 8 o'clock at night and then eat whatever you want when you wake up. But we'll start with that and kind of go from there instead of committing to only eating for six hours a day. Sounds difficult. It definitely seems like you have to think and plan like any other diet of how you're going to break it because, I mean, I'm assuming if you don't break it the right way, it's really just not effective. As opposed to, like, breaking it with healthy food as opposed to, I don't know, driving through, grabbing a cheeseburger. <laughs> Is it really going to yeah. work out the same way? Obviously. It's just all, it comes down to what, how much, how many calories you're going to eat in that window. Like, you can, it'll be ineffective if you eat 3,000 calories in six hours and you only need to eat 2,500. I mean, if you're a, just a disaster in your feed window, then it's going to be just like eating throughout the day because you're overall taking in more calories than you than you need and that you're able to expend. If you figure out how many calories that you need and then reduce what you take in compared to that by a couple hundred a day, then it'll work. But most people are so hungry by the time that their feed window opens that they just eat like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, it just turns into you're just eating the same amount of stuff just at a different time. So breaking it may not necessarily, like what specific foods you break it with might not necessarily matter. It's what you do within that six or eight hours. And for most people, you might as well just spread it out and be comfortable and just get a better grasp on how much you're taking in versus how much you're expending rather than trying to lock yourself into a system that might not be sustainable that you're just going to rebel against in the future anyways. How does that correlate to like working out then? So let's say you did do intermittent fasting or I did intermittent fasting. Mm. Would you say be more beneficial than to work out like before you ate or after you ate? Well, I think think it depends on what you're doing. Like there's like fasted cardio is a thing. Right. But it all comes down to how you feel. Like I would rather be hungry when I work out than full. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I'm like really hungry you know that your energy is going to be kind of depleted and you're going to feel like crap kind of halfway through the workout. So like when we work out, maybe like an hour before, I'll have like a granola bar or something small. Mm-hmm. So at least there's something in my stomach. I won't get like an upset stomach, but it's going to come down to basically how you feel. Like when you work out, how full you are when you work out, when you eat compared to it, 
um, largely comes down to personal preference and just how you feel when you work out. Like, like Kurt used to be able to drink coffee while he worked out and he was fine with it. And I can't drink coffee like within an hour of working out or yeah. else I have indigestion like crazy. Um, so just, it's personal preference. I mean, some people really like working out fasted and they see a benefit to it. Some people don't in the grand scheme of things for the average exercise enthusiast who's not competing in the Olympics and doesn't need to shave tenths of a second off or, or care about like fractions of a percentage of, of advantage over somebody, uh, it doesn't make that much of a difference. It just doesn't because you're not going to be consistent, consistent enough with it. The workouts probably aren't hard enough to make that much of a difference or structured well enough. Um, so that's like, that's really getting lost in the weeds and the details before you have the fundamentals down. Anything about that? I mean, definitely just sounds... It sounds like a good way to kind of kickstart maybe a new health initiative for yourself. If you're either just like a poor dieter or a poor eater in general or an inconsistent with your nutrition, I could see it being a benefit to kind of... Just like all the other fad diets, like the Whole30 that, you know, is yeah. a huge one, just kind of helps reset get you refocused well it gives you structure mm-hmm. like that's a benefit of it it's not bad it's just not it's not realistic for a lot of people so it gives you structure mm-hmm. um since you do have a condensed window you can much more easily track what you're eating to get a better idea of what you're actually consuming and how many calories you're taking in so it's not like an overall bad thing i just think for for first responders specifically it's very difficult for regular people it can be very difficult, um, so I would I would typically just start with a more palatable, uh, easier way to cut back on calories compared to just restricting yourself. But yeah, it gives you structure, it gives you a system to work through, it gives you um, a blueprint to follow because I mean so many people have done it, so it can be effective. It can definitely be effective for a specific purpose and a specific amount of time, but for a long term solution. Uh, there's probably better stuff out there. So what would you do? Like I said, I would just I would start by uh, reducing the feeding window for sure, but not not to only six or eight hours. So obviously it depends person to person. If someone gets up and they typically don't eat breakfast, uh, they may be intermittent fasting just by chance. So I don't have to tell them like eat breakfast necessarily. We can look at the rest of the calories taken for the day. And figure out how much approximately they're expending and then decide on like, hey, you do really good throughout the day. And usually by five o'clock, you've hit the number of calories that we need to still lose weight. So don't snack after five o'clock. And then that would be a more realistic and more tailored approach compared to just saying, don't eat until 11 or 12 and stop eating at six or eight. Uh, Figure out the middle part, which is a lot of what the intermittent fasting like influencers are, they just focus on, like you said, that window, but they don't give a lot of extra information in there. So it all starts with figuring out how many calories you need versus how many calories you need to gain weight versus how many calories you need to lose weight. And then however you want to format that is going to be up to you. But I start with, I would start with much smaller incremental change rather than just cutting out two thirds of your day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what two thirds of the day I would cut out. Um, the cake I just ate. 
a cake and the pork chops I just ate 20 minutes ago. But then I'd be so hungry that I'd just eat more anyways. Cause or you'd be cranky. I'd do what I want. So, does that answer your question? Yes. Kind of? Yeah, for the most part. For the most part? I mean, when I did my quick Google search to prep for this. Yeah. There's just a lot of different ways to do it, how to do it, how many hours to do it. Yeah. How to break it, how not to break it. That sounds like a pain in the ass. It was a lot more than I expected, I'll tell you that. Yeah. And then I did the, I searched the Instagram hashtag for it. Yeah. Poof. That'll make you go into a tizzy of a wormhole. Probably a lot of abs on there, huh? Um, surprisingly, no. A lot, lot of abs re- and butt cheeks. <laughs> no, thank goodness. I know a lot more recipes and your fave motivational quotes. Mm. We know how much you love those. I do. I'm sure the recipes are fine. But a lot fine? of keto recipes, surprisingly. I guess not really surprisingly. It yeah. kind of seems to go it's all hand trendy. in hand, fad to fad. It's also trendy. I mean, what's wrong with just eating that same stuff whenever it fits in your day, as long as the calories are under what you need to lose weight? You know? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. You're the professional. I don't think there's a big difference. Yeah. I think if you want to feel special, do intermittent fasting. I just want to lose these 15 more pounds of baby weight. You will. That's you my will. goal. You know. It just takes time. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing is intermittent fasting. Most people will give up on it right before they're about to see results because it can be a real pain in the ass. And like anything, no matter... Unless you're severely starving yourself, you're not going to see drastic results within four to six weeks. And so by four to six weeks in of denying yourself popcorn at night and then waking up hungry and not eating for another four hours, you're like, I've had enough of this bullshit. I'm just going to have a sandwich. And then (laughs) you may start eating the same amount of calories you did before before you see any tangible change. So you end up sabotaging in general. But it's a long-term thing. No matter what you do, it's going to take more than six to eight weeks to see a marked difference, a marked result. Um, and that's the realistic angle at it is every like torso tiger and ab wheel thing and infomercial also comes with a 12-week meal plan. Hey, don't knock the ab roller. I had one of those. I, I think we still have it. And so every one of those things comes with a 12-week meal plan. That's pretty much them admitting that like, this little thing might not do shit, but if you eat smart for 12 weeks, you're going to see results and then credit our product for it. So if you eat smart, regardless of the structure of it or the name of it or the popularity of the hashtag of it, for 8 to 12 weeks, you will see better results. And anything shorter than that, you're probably being unhealthy. And You sound like the fine print at the bottom of the commercial. And you could get hemorrhoids. <laughs> Why is he sitting up in his crib? I don't know. Super duper. I'll go back to sleep. Okie dokie. Get your question answered? I did. Good. All right, guys. If you need anything else, uh, reach out on social media, at 4th Shift Fitness. Uh, email is at 4th Shift Fit at gmail.com. Um, if you have questions that you'd like Katie to ask me that I don't give her a sufficient answer on, she's clearly not pleased with what I told her. Please send them over to me and I'll let her um, put her twist on them. As always, don't be free to reach out, afraid to reach out. We're going to go figure out why Nathan won't go to sleep. Talk to you soon and be a force shifter.